With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's happening? Can you guys Log Talk Radio.
Yo. What's up, big dog? What's going on? Sweet Jesus, I hit the right button. I I wasn't sure if you were muted or not. I, I wasn't hearing anything. I was just hitting buttons, man. I can't even lie, man. <laughs> you know? But, hey, all's well that ends well. Thanks for calling in. What a Absolutely. great show you did tonight, man. Can everybody hear okay? I hear you just fine. Um, thanks. Everyone... Uh... Everyone made it a good show. We had a, a great guest list lined up, and, and they have a, a lot of really good stuff out there. So I was happy to help them out and help them get the word out. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, the, the actual uh, music that uh, you, uh, you know, showcased was really, really good, man. Um, and I thought you ordered it well, uh, from Snack Pack at the beginning, um, you know, to Jay Babbitt. And well done, brother. Well done. That was good shit. Um, so a uh, lot of friends in here, which is really, uh, I'm a little humbled um, and um, also uh, really happy. Uh, sound is good. And um, any post any post-show thoughts on your mind? Um, there was um, there was some pretty uh, fun stuff going on with uh, Yan. It seemed like in the chat room, it seemed like it was being passed around like a like a fifty-dollar whore. Yeah, you'll have that. Um, yeah, I I I, I, I applaud. That. There was like uh, four. There was like four different leaders of anonymous tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I don't know if, if anybody was, um, on Rebels timeline last night, most likely, um, uh, I'm sure all you guys were, uh, there was a a little episode there with, um, the ops guy, um, and, um, you know, I, I found uh, the dynamic interesting, um, sort of the uh, man that dude was so quick to become adversarial um, and lose sight of, of what he was doing um, and uh, I, I man I, how to articulate this properly um, is is tough um, I think the only way I could do it is to say that uh, whatever it is that's going on it's not you know, it's equal parts math and poetry. Um, this is a left brain, right brain um, endeavor, whatever the endeavor may be. Um, and uh, the equilibrium has to be maintained. And uh, y- y- you know, to to for you guys to maintain it with with such uh, nuance um, is excellent. Uh, you know. And that, it was fun, you know, and it's interesting for me because in a lot of ways, and, and if anybody wants to call in and talk about this, um, you, you know, I I sometimes feel conflicted because, um, because I see the value. Uh, okay, let me restart. I got an interesting DM from somebody uh, this afternoon that said, um, you can't support both sides. 
Um, and uh, it, 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 it puzzled me because I thought that this is all one side if there are two sides. Um, and uh, it, it sort of illustrated the, the functional state um, of, uh, you know, of any movement that existed um, when you guys were back in the day. I know Porno Pup is hoping to have some um, old, old fags on on uh, Saturday um, during the... Uh, um, during the uh, um, the Revolution Radio Marathon, I, I can all I can think about is um, um, uh, the Nutty Professor, the original one. What's his name? Jerry uh, did the muscular dystrophy thing forever. Whenever I hear telephone. Um, oh yeah, but I any- know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, the Jerry's kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name. Really funny movies uh, back in his heyday. Uh, I think he, he hit the sauce pretty hard, though. Um, Is it Jerry anyway, Lee Lewis? Something like that? Yeah, yeah. Or not Jerry Lee Lewis. He was a musician, right, who was uh, married to his cousin. Um, come on. Somebody put it in the chat room. My God, Jerry. Um, anyway, I digress. And... Uh, but back to uh, back to what I was saying about um, <laughs> about oh and by the way this is complete um, sort of free flowing consciousness uh, feel free to log off but um, I don't know I forget what I was saying um, rebel help me out here. What direction are we going? Uh, niggers. Okay, that is always always a, a controversial subject, and uh, also spurns me to give some praise to uh, Mr. NC um, tonight. I thought he repped strong on the show. Jerry Garcia, X out. I love you. Not him though. Um, yeah, yeah. NC, you know, NC did a, a great job tonight, and he dropped so many good tracks. And he doesn't discriminate when he goes after man. He goes after whoever he wants to go after. He's he's a he's a B, he's BTR gold. I I call him every time he comes on the soundboard. I'm like, all right, it's gonna it's about to get good. He's got like he's got a thing going, man. Like he's good. He's really good at that. It's it's going to be a tough act to take on the road or in public, um, but. You know what? For the internet, it's fucking gold. I love it. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. Listen to uh, a little music, uh, a little pop music, and um, I'll gather my thoughts and uh, have a beer, and we'll come back. And uh, I love you guys all. It's good shit. Peace. Wait till you're now. We've not yet lost all our graces. The hounds will stay in chase. Look upon your greatness as you'll send the call out, 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 send the call out,
right. We're back live. Can everybody hear me? I yep. appreciate your patience. Um, Rebel, are you still there? Everybody should be live on the board. Sam? Everybody, anybody else there? Hello? Uh, can you hear me? Hello. Oh, did you hear me? Yeah, what's happening, brother? What's going on? Oh, it's, How are you tonight? It's, Can- it's Canadian Glenn. How's it going, man? Uh, oh. The leader the leader of Anonymous is with us. Glenn. <laughs> what, what an awesome an awesome surprise. How are you, man? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, the studio is a lot of fun your first time, eh? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, a lot of, uh, well, not too many, but, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a trip. I'm um, a little overwhelmed, but at the same time uh, having a good time. How are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, still cold, still snowing, still windy. You know, they're having Winter Olympics, and it's like plus 16 Celsius, and there are people swimming at the beach. And we're sitting over here in the real winter watching it. It's kind of a ripoff. I hear you. You sound uh, like you're over winter. Oh, well, I mean, you know, winter's six months up here. I mean, we're stuck with you know, it. You get winter, you get winter for six much, months, and then you get brown easy. grass, you know, then you get brown grass for two months. And then it's nice for about three weeks, and then the leaves fall off, and you start all over. I hear you. I'm I'm essentially due east of you. You might have a few uh, few degrees north of me, but um, the same the same winter experience here. Um, you know, it it is it's a drag, man. But uh, at the same time, it makes the spring that much sweeter. So. I tried to live in the no-season zone in Miami. Well, I didn't try. I lived there for like seven years. Um, it's very disconcerting if, if you're used to um, seasons, to not have seasons. Um, but at the same token, yeah, man, the cold, the ice, it's been a rough winter. But onward, onward forward, what about uh, Sabbath? No, I'm looking forward to it here. I mean, I'm looking at, uh, I think, about nine weeks now. You said yeah. you got some tickets? Yeah, there was like 73 nosebleed seats left. Uh, the last show um, that was on Revolution Radio. and uh, Oh, no, it was Pup Show, I think. And uh, he blasted Sabbath, and uh, you were like, I'm going. I checked on the ticket thing. And I bought two tickets. I don't know if I'll be working or not, but I'll tell you, I'm going to try to make it out to be a hoot. If I do, uh, we'll have a we'll have a uh, a beverage. Oh, for sure, that'd be awesome. I've got uh, yeah. I've got my best I've got my bestie from Lethbridge coming up to see the show. Awesome, yeah, that would be great. You know, the connection thing. This is what it's all about for me uh, on here. Um, making connections and uh, I don't know I think that's a big part of what life is so um, that's good shit and I, I you know I see a lot of like connections being made in this little niche of uh, 
of the uh, cyber sphere. Um, you know, Rebel Show tonight. That's like that's like a super cool thing to do. Um, you know, from Snack Pack, you know, to to NC and and to JVAB, you know, to uh, to promote. Um, you know, the people you believe in, that's a good thing. Um, and uh, I, I enjoyed that particularly well. How, so what's going on right now with Yan? Are you like, are you, I can't, I can't, I'm beyond being on Twitter and doing this. So are you doing anything like funny? Oh, no, 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 no. I got nothing to do with what happened with the redirect tonight or none of that. Um but I, you know, anonymous. Um, us, us here at Yan are serious business. We do not troll and, and we do not get lulls. Uh, this is straight serious business. Is yeah, serious? see, that's what, that's what happened. See, Rebel made me the leader of Anonymous, and I'm pretty much known as a moral fag. So there's going to be a, a decree coming out shortly. It will DDoS everybody. It'll be a loik decree. And it'll say, that, it'll say that laws are now outlawed because, you know, anonymous is Sir's business. Oh, it is so, like, the, sh- the shit last night on Rebel's Timeline was hilarity, dude. Um, oh, and by the way, champion troll of the day, if that was Nick with, Nick-Nack with that, uh, with that woman, that was fucking priceless, dude. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, uh, Your non-news has officially changed its Twitter account. Uh, if you look in your chat, you'll see that. <laughs> Your okay. non-news, eh? Oh, speaking of love, is Spyco still on here? He was on here for a se- second. Did that guy rock, man? Spyco is following... Um, my wife is, is a principal of a school. Um which could be a good way, uh, segue into docs. If anybody ever wants my docs, just give me a shout. My cell phone number is 802-881-1835. If you want my docs, give me a shout. Go crazy. Um, That's what I have to say about doxing. Um, But uh, um, you... You know, but my original thought um, that led into that was... um, Niggers. Subliminal message. Um, Was uh, Knickknack... From what I can surmise, um, has been... uh, Let me redact. I don't know who, but somebody has been... Um, pursuing hilarity and hijinks um, against a very reactionary uh, Canadian nationalist, which I actually didn't know um, existed. And, um, man, you have to... uh, uh, Oh, goodness. It was hilarious. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, I'm losing train of thought here. But... um, I'm... I'm a little I'm a little confused here. Canadian nationalist. What exactly is that? Well, I I did I did follow that comment by saying I didn't know they existed, but this um woman um 
was reacting to whoever was trolling her um, with uh, nothing else that I can describe as nationalism, like sort of like Canadian white pride and uh, that uh, the native Canadians, is that the politically correct term for... um, Okay, First Nations peoples, yes. First Nations people. Um, oh, look Look at me. I live in Canada, so I'm a First Nation person. <laughs> well, I, I, this, I will... Now we have a I will... Go ahead, bud. Well, I was going to say that, you know, there, there is, like, the I Don't Know More movement has been around for over a year now, and... Uh, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, the natives up here in Canada have been getting fucked over for an awfully long time. And uh, the way all the things have changed in Canada in the last two years with this fascist government we have, the only people left in this country who has any say over the protection of their drinking water and the air they breathe are First Nations because they have treaties with the crown. Their deal is with, actually, the Queen of England. It's not with the Canadian government. So the government has taken away all those rights from all of us people outside the reserves. We, don't, we can't say fuck all about our water or our air anymore, but they can. So they're the last ones left, and they're actually fighting for all of us, and they deserve support. And if they lose, if they get run over, then it's fucking over. This is nothing but a big tar sand mine and a clear-cut forest up here. And that'll be the end of it, you know. And so by reserves, they deserve support. By reserves, he means concentration camps. Uh, Listen, more or less. Full, full disclosure, like, um, if you ever look at my Twitter line, I'm a huge moral fact. And, um, but I also, you know, but you can't take yourself too seriously. That's, that's life. And, uh, what I don't know more is doing, um, yeah, it's more than just Canada. Um, you know, they, there's been, um, an indigenous movement, uh, um, building in South America, uh, anywhere that, that you know, multinational conglomerates are planning to build either um, pipelines or huge, these mega hydro dams, like in the Mekong Delta in China, um, in the Amazon Basin. Um, you know, there are these pockets of rebellion um, that have popped up. And, uh, yeah, they're all owned by China. Pups right on the money. Um and uh, I think that what I don't know more has done um, to, a, to, to a pretty to a good degree of success has um, coalesced some of those uh, pockets that otherwise would be more isolated, um, especially in, in the Amazon basin. Um, Belo Monte is a dam that's planned. Um, it's actually in the process of being built. Um, by a Chinese, uh, you know, huge Chinese corporation. Um, 
and uh, it will wipe out 60,000 um, independent tribes, um, uh, which all consist of, you know, upwards maybe 500 people, um, and displace them to uh, Rio, to the favelas in, in Rio, um, and uh, yeah, I think I don't know more um, ha- has been sort of a, a you know sort of a point that a lot of these different groups um, can uh, can sort of rally around. And the uh, fact of the matter is, I support them wholeheartedly, um, you know, in everything I can do. And Glenn, you're 100% right. Like if they lose. Um, Canada loses, and I think a lot more people, um, a lot more people lose, you know. It's interesting to have a uh, a thought at a stoplight today, um, and uh, I was talking with Gonzo, PhD, about fracking a little bit, and, um, you know, if you have kids, right, and, and you either are heavily invested and make a lot of money off of your normal gas companies um, that are now fully invested in, in, in tar sands extraction and dirty, dirty oil extraction, um, you're essentially forfeiting the future of your children. Um, and I know it's a conceptual leap, leap um, but that is a that is a form of child abuse, um, and yeah, that, I mean that's a leap. You know, I, I like to push things out to a pole, um, but it, there's there's absolutely no um, rational argument um, that could mathematically explain. Um, the rationale for the trade-off between pursuing these oil, um, pursuing these these cheap or these dirty oil reserves, um, you know, in the fu- in the future. Uh, oh, sorry, I got to interrupt you. Who, who just made your Who just made your non news? Eh? <laughs> Someone just made that account and followed me. I got to follow them back. <laughs> a? Someone actually made that account. Someone in the chat made that account. Fess up, god damn it. What 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 is the account? And Yan A? It's your non news A E H. The the Canadian. Oh hell yes. Yeah. Hoser. Oh yeah, Which just, one of you hoser just followed me that? too. Ah, yeah, just ah, that's Elonda Smith. Oh my god, that's pretty good. A Landy. I, I will tell you this, though. Uh, us here at Yan, we, we don't like to joke around, so um, <laughs> you will very quickly receive a cease and desist from Susan Basco. You did get my legal uh, advice about that last night, didn't you? I did. And I think you're fully in the right to do that if, if what transpires does transpire. It's done all the time. I, I can't talk I can't talk any details right now, but uh this Saturday during the BTR marathon I will have a very large segment on Revolution Radio regarding everything that's going on. Awesome. 
really interesting. Well, whatever does happen, man, I got, I support you. I think it's fucking hilarity, and that's what we're here for. And then a little serious. You're, you're, you're a fantastic balance. Yeah, Basto, you know, she's an awful lawyer. Like, her legal record is appalling. Careful, she'll have your show pulled. I don't give a fuck, dude. I got lawyers, you know? I, it's like, I mean, she's been she's been suspended twice. Um, you know, I, it's like that woman, man, you know, she 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 raises my ire. Um, my my Jimmy's don't get rustled that easily, but when somebody um, speaks with that sort of false authority um, and uh, uh, pretension, man, it fucking chaps my ass. And uh, and she stands on like that. That she barely fucking passed the bar, you know, four times. My God, it's not rocket science. Read the fucking law book. Yeah, you don't have to be uh, a rocket well, surgeon to pass that stuff, you know. No, you don't even need to be a fucking physics surgeon to pass it. No, you really, you, I, sorry, I got on a pedestal there for a moment, but I don't know. She, she, she has the ability to, uh, to raise my blood pressure. Well, there's there's so many different levels that falls under the term lawyer. I mean, for example, I'll use my my trade. I'm an electrician. Now, somebody who changes light bulbs eight hours a day, five days a week, for 20 years is called an electrician. Somebody who coordinates jobs, runs crews, signs payrolls, can pull permits, and is basically an engineer without a stamp, is also called an electrician. And the same thing exists with lawyers. So Sue Basco can change a mean light bulb. That is a fantastic analogy. And, um, yeah, you're 100% right. Um, but to uh, as as I'm as I'm ten, as I do tend to do on a tangent, like you're an electrician, we're heading towards a maker's society. I work with my hands. I'm a manual laborer. The title thing is bizarre in my field too, right? I call myself a cook. Some people call me a chef. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I back as the on TV who call themselves chefs, you know, same stuff, right? But you work with your hands, and this this quasi intellectual um, um, purely uh, um, like linguistic culture we live in where people just have meetings and they talk about what they're going to do and then they have another meeting and they talk more about what they're going to do. That's all all going to end. We're going to live in a maker society. If you want to live a good life, you're going to have to know how to work with your hands. You're going to have to know how to fucking skin a goat. You're going to have to know 
how to plant a crop. You're going to have to know how to work a nice fucking $60,000 Kubota tractor. We're moving towards a maker society. Um, this society that we're oh. living in, all it does is it, it just perpetuates bureaucracy and committee, and and that's just not sustainable. Um, sorry, whoever I interrupted, please go ahead. Actually, be, before Glenn goes, uh, Glenn, Glenn, he's he's got a job, and he lives on his own. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, uh, you're fired. Um, you cannot be the leader of Anonymous. You have to be unemployed, and you need to live in your parents' basement in order to fill that position. Um, I officially uh, uh, grant you asylum inside of Canada for the rest of your life, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to ask you to resign from Anonymous. Well, I'm currently unemployed, but I only need... No, I'm I'm only hitting one of those requirements. Uh, my mother no longer has a basement that I can live in, so I guess <laughs> it's it's the whole the whole family isn't even worthy of a leadership of this organization. So okay, I guess it's all over then. It was fun while it lasted, but uh, you Canadians are so easy to capitulate. I you know well, and and you and you're fantastic. Fantastic people. I don't think I've ever met a Canadian I didn't like. Uh, I did meet a couple of Canadian Mounties in Montreal uh, last summer that I didn't like. But I don't think I've ever met a Canadian out of uniform that I didn't like. In Montreal, it's a fucking rock. It's a good time. Well, Mont- Montreal is the best place to get down in Canada. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about Vancouver. Vancouver's nice. It's a beautiful place to live and look around, but Vancouver's gone downhill like a roller coaster. If you want to actually be around people who are smart and people from all over the world, and everybody seems to get along because everybody respects everybody's rights, that's Montreal. I tell you, um, I I was in Montreal um, a, a few days, um, off and on during the uh, student um, protests against the uh, um, removal of, of, of their tuition um, assistance. Uh, yep. You know, shit was going hard in Montreal, man. So, you know, like they were going like Europe style. Fucking wow. talk, Molotov cocktails about. It was excellent. Well, Quebec is completely different from the rest of the country, and that's because of their their French history and even their law, their 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 history of law, their tort law, their uh, common law has a completely different history than the rest of the country. I mean, the rest of the country is based on Britain, and they're based on France. And it, it is quite different. And it is. It's a real dichotomy. Yeah, especially in Montreal, too. I mean, people really take their rights seriously. They don't stand for any bullshit. It's not like everywhere else in North America where it's all 
fuck, yeah, that sucks, yeah, fuck, we should have a tweet storm, fuck, you know. That's the way everybody else does it, because we all came from the British system. Even the Americans came from the British system. They have a different government, but that's where everybody came from. But the moment I knew we were going to have a show. I need need to interrupt you guys. Uh, I have a very special announcement. Um, We have crowned a new leader of Anonymous. Uh, oh this this person will have to um, go through his 30 minutes of probation period before he receives his padded Guy Fox mask and his uh, his state benefits, which is a bag full of weed. Uh, we are very proud and honored to have uh, Ron Bryn, the new leader of Anonymous. <laughs> we know he'll do a great job for us. Um, and uh, we know he'll win every argument that we have against any other group because uh, he will keep interrupting them. Thank you. <laughs> a fine choice indeed. Well, that um, should pretty much run, run it into the ground for good there. That's, that's a sterling choice because nobody else yeah. will ever be able to talk. Yeah, that's like uh, Black Sheep, right, where they put Farley in charge. That's awesome. Holy mackerel. Uh, um, hold on. I'm getting into this Canada thing because I actually am pretty fascinated about Canada. I'm, I'm 40, right? When I was growing up, we, there was still sort of this uh, remembrance of uh, the Vietnam War and people being able to go up to um, – wait, pop up. am I blocked? Did I block some? Oh, oh okay. No, no. Um, you know, it was like Canada was a safe haven, right? Canada was 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 a place of uh, altruism, and um, and they would, all, you know, give you asylum if you were uh, a uh, a uh, practicing civil disobedience against against the war in Vietnam, and that sort of that sort of general perception about Canada continued definitely. Um, up until I would say uh, post nine eleven, right, Glenn? Well, actually, two thousand and six. That's when exactly. Emperor Harper. That's when Emperor Harper first got his his hand on the keys, and that's when and everything's he changed. He's backed by. Pretty much. Sorry, I heard that. Pretty much. Continue. Pretty much. Stephen Harper talks to George W. Bush, and George W. Bush says, well, you know, I'm your father. And that's how that works. Yeah. All right. So, like, let's get down to dirty business. Like, what, you know, when you're about probably about my age, right? Uh, bless you. Bless you. I'm older than you. Well, bless you, sir. Bless you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are old as fuck. Why are you guys so uh, old? I, 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 I'm, I, I can't explain it, man. But it happens. You guys are so, you guys are so old with your oldness and your, your gray hair and your old saggy balls and stuff. God, what's going Rebel, on? You're an old, Rebel, you're an old soul. So, you know, you're not that far behind, brother. 
Um, and that, that's actually... Um, well, I, but I so, appreciate that. I mean, it did, like, the, the drop-off in, in Canada and sort of their, their gravitation towards um, a more uh, uh, neo-colonialistic approach hmm. um, to politics, like, it's been stark. You know, I've seen it coming here um, for years, but I think it hit me uh, when all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, you know, Canada's got massive pollution problems, they're fucking suppressing rights, people who live in the bush, like, you know, they're they're lost and isolated now. Um yeah, so 2006 is when the big oil money moved in, and there was a quick, oh my, and there was a quick, uh, hey, Dalek, you're on. Dalek, hey, you're on it. On. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be, don't be sorry. It was good fun. I, I learned. I oh, learned. wow. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, wow. Actually, he's like, he's uh, terrified. He's terrified. He's like, oh, my God, what did he learn? Uh, no, good to have you on here. Glenn and I are discussing Canada. Uh, Rebel is um, doing soundboard and commentary, color commentary. Yo, Rebel, seriously, is your ESPN show launched? What's up? Is your ESPN show launched? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I do, um, it's not an actual show. I do, uh, like, news, on, weekly news on uh Syracuse basketball. Oh, that is killer. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like um, commentary? Like sportscasting? No, no, no. Um, they do... Uh, the ESPN in my area does... Um, like it's, it's called a Syracuse Weekly. And yeah. it's like a two-hour show. And I you know, scout the next couple games for them. Uh, do up a an audio thing uh, that kind of explains what Syracuse needs to do to survive the next couple games, what their tournament outlook looks like, what their injury report is, stuff like that. And uh, it's a segment that's played on the show. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Start something, right? It sounds awesome. Um, is that – and is broadcasting or, like, being a newscaster, is that – or are you more kind of on the production? Is that more your your – goal, like being on the production end, or do you want to be uh, the next, um, my man, Chris, uh, Berman? Chris, Chris Berman? Chris Berman's freak out was one of the best freak outs I've ever seen. Um, you know what, I don't even... I have no aspirations of doing. This is going to sound funny. I have no aspirations of doing radio. Um, it's actually something I do for fun because I enjoy it. Um, I own my own business and I do something else that very few people know. But um, uh, yeah, it's just something to do for fun. Uh, you know, I do I do BCR for fun, but I wanted to do. I love Syracuse basketball, so. Uh, I went down and talked to him, and I, I knew the guy from the radio station, and he was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Right on. I'm uh, a Hoyas man myself. Oh, you faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew that, I, knew that was, I knew that was coming. Uh, man, but there were some fucking awesome games, man. 
You're an arch enemy. Hostile Patrick Ewing, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, there were some epic battles. Y'all had, um, what was that little all-star guard? Uh, Alan Iverson. Well, that was Georgetown. Alan Iverson. Man, what an athlete. But well, you're, shit, you're, you're talking about Georgetown, right? Yeah, well, Syracuse. I'm trying to think of uh, Sherm, Sherm, Sherm. Oh, uh, Sherman Douglas. Yeah, Sherman Douglas. Fucking oh, yeah, all they have him. Sherman Before Douglas, him. Ronnie Cycli, Derek Coleman, all oh. those guys. Then, then even the, the the new crop is, you know, well, not so new. Uh, this, the national championship season, 2003, you know, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Jerry McNamara, Quef Dwayne, you know, Edelin, all those guys. But, you know, they've, Syracuse has always had a, a knack for bringing in really good guards and really good big guys. And this year's team looks amazing. Uh, Ennis, Ennis hit a half-court shot to win the game player. versus Pitt tonight. It's insane. Jimmy Bayham is a power really? player. He's, an, he's like an NBA creator. Oh, yeah. He's, he's one of the coaches that, you know, if you go to Syracuse – and you've got any talent whatsoever, he's going to get the most out of your talent, and you're going to have the, one of the best shots to uh, to move on to the pros. He's he's pushed a lot of pros on. Yeah, he really has. He, he, uh, he's been there 30 years. An institution. Indeed. Oh, yeah. Johnny Thompson. John Thompson Jr. coaches Georgetown now, right? Yeah, John Tompkins – uh, it's, it's Junior. It's John Tompkins uh, – Junior, that's there now, um, and actually John Thompson the third is actually the assistant coach, but um, you know even, even even George he's Foreman? A, George Foreman. Yo, George yo, Foreman. Bob, Aren't all Bob? George Foreman's kids name like George Foreman the first, second, third, and fourth? By, by my grill, you grill my stuff up. All the fat runs right off into the fat catcher. By my grill. <laughs> How many George Foreman grills are in people's closets right now, like, sitting there? Oh, I've man. One. I've got one. I never use it. I haven't used it in, like, five years. I got one of those big ones that you could cook, like, a small child on. Oh, hell yeah. Put put a big porterhouse on there. Oh, yeah. Because when I think of steak, I think of George Foreman. <laughs> in, indeed. Indeed. I think of the palm. But you know, different strokes. Poor, poor Glenn. Glenn. Glenn's staying pretty quiet because he's he's got hot pockets. Foreman right now. He's like, yeah, those George Foremans are out of date. Yeah, hey, no, I don't use those either. No, actually, uh, I've got I've got an Olympic curling update at the oh. five end break in women's curling. Canada is leading Denmark four to three. Yes, go Canada. What channel is that on? Well, see, with with my uh, TV provider here, I've got 10 different channels for the Olympics. So, like, when there's a curling draw, I can watch all five games on five channels. I don't miss fuck all. Fuck. Dude, that's professional. I'm watching ladies' half-pike on NBC, and it fucking sucks. Well, that shit was live, like, 18 hours ago, man. I don't think here in America they don't show. Um, I mean, they'll show the live shit, 
at like three or four in the morning, but yeah, show it on one channel. Um, let me see if I think NBC Sports Network might have some. No, they got some shit. Fucking bullshit. All they want to watch during the goddamn Olympics is the goddamn curling in the fucking June, nigga. Fuck. I think it's uh-huh. awesome that that there's this, uh, like every, there's this consensus that the Winter Olympics sucks except for curling. I think that's excellent. Curling's Did you? Oh. Uh, curling's amazing. You know why curling's amazing, especially ladies, female curling, because when you have to curl, you're either on your knees or you're sweeping. It teaches them the right way. Only rebel could make that loop right there. That was genius. Just saying. Not rebel, that I did you see the? Rebel, did you see the hockey game today? Canada, U.S.? I did. The fucking Canucks got us by one. Get used to it. You used to it. You see the Syracuse game when we made a half-court shot to beat Pitt? Mm. Is that what went down today? That's a yeah, oh, half-court shot. Buzzer beater. They fucking threw a half-court buzzer beater. They're down by one. And uh, Ennis threw a half-court buzzer beer and made it. And they're in uh, Peterson Pavilion in Pittsburgh. And the place was going fucking ballistic. And then it went from everyone screaming as loud as possible. He throws up a half-quarter, it goes in. The stadium goes silent. And it was louder in my house than it was at that arena. And I jumped. I was like a foot and a half from the TV. I jumped straight up. And almost hit my my head on the ceiling, and my ceilings are very tall. Oh man, the thr- the thrill of the last minute win. That's awesome. Hey Dalek, yeah. are you there? Yeah. What's going on, man? Give us a report on it from Colorado. All right, come in, Dalek. Come in, Dalek. Dalek, Thanks, come in. Bro. Uh, Dalek, this is your non news. Come in. She's been dropping on and off. All right, okay. So, quick, serious discussion. And it may only be the three of us, but uh, things are popping off a little bit um, on the uh, on the chaos scale, right? Um, who jumped in today again? Uh, we've got Turkey going pretty good. Uh, Ukraine, um, they've, they've, they're just holding steadfast. Uh, Bosnia, they're pretty much off the chain. Somebody else jumped in today, though, um, who I'm missing. Venezuela, thank you. Fucking somebody paid attention to the news. Hell yeah. Venezuela. Can you call in and fill me in on that Venezuela situation? Because I'm too lazy to Google right now. Uh, drones. Drones everywhere. <laughs> I just saw my my, uh, my Twitter feed like lighten up with uh, pray for Venezuela. Um, do, do we have another chili situation in there? I guess so. And yeah, drones. Mm-hmm. Like literally drones. Now, who, these are these are um, Venezuelan 
owned drones, privately owned drones? And are they actually... Go ahead, go ahead. No, there's there's no drones. It's just a little bit of wishful thinking, I guess, from Rebel. But I mean, but ever since uh, ever since Chavez died and Maduro got in, the CIA has been ramping up the right wing parties to say that, you know, it's time to open up. It's time to sell everything. It's time to let Exxon and McDonald's and Chevron and everybody else come in here because they know what's best. And, uh, you know, Maduro won the election, no problem, but this insurrection from the corporate world has not stopped, and now it's getting out of control, and the Maduro government is running out of patience, pretty obviously, because there are protesters getting killed now. And both sides have weapons in the streets. And it's going to get ugly. It's going to look more like Egypt than anything else pretty soon. And, I mean, you know, the, the, the American government has had a hard-on for Venezuela for a long, long time. They just long time you know Hugo pissed them off and the Americans don't forgive ask Fidel they don't forgive and uh, the Venezuelan country has is armed to the teeth with state-of-the-art Russian weapons and these you know Venezuela has a lot of sympathy and support from the rest of South America and that doesn't work out good I mean look at Chevron in Ecuador with that huge lawsuit where they're ordered to pay, you know, $28 billion or something. They haven't paid a fucking dime, and they take it back to California to try to, try to appeal it. Like, uh, it's not how it works, guys. But, but they were you know, booted. this is the kind Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they were booted. I mean, when Chavez came in, he nationalized everything. He kicked everybody out. And, no, the American government never forgives that to anybody anywhere. You take away our chance to make profit, we will never leave you alone. But it's, I think it's going to get pretty ugly. And uh, those people, they've been, a whole generation now has been told that they're in a revolution. Just like Cuba, just like North Korea, fight the evil imperialists. And now it's not just nation against nation, it's on the streets. It's uh, class against class. So, yeah, it could get pretty ugly. Um, I I have have to break in real quick. Um, I have more breaking news. Uh, We are sad to report uh, that we have to let Ron Breinart go as the leader of Anonymous. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he was just caught swatting our own lawyer, uh, Jay Lederman. So... (laughs) Uh, we we unfortunately have to let him go. He did not make his 30-minute uh, probation period. Uh, we are currently in search of a new leader. We will have that for you by the end of the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for the as, as, a, as an ex-leader, I would like to nominate Nick Knack. Nomination noted. I, I would second that. Just to see the fucking harbinger of chaos come, that would be 
awesome. I second uh, that. So, so back to Venezuela, like, Glenn, you make an, an, an excellent point. If you want to see, like, the past, present, and future of Western capitalism and rebel, take in mind I don't mix politics with friendship. Look at Haiti. Um, Haiti is, is a perfect example of what Glenn just described in um, our U.S. foreign policy and their inability um, to forgive and, uh, you know, and enter into like a symbiotic relationship with a, with a nation that is, that has, uh, that, that has rebelled against them and whether it's financial or literally like in the case of Haiti, you know, the first free slave state took a lot of money out of, uh, the United States, the nascent United States at that point. Um, and yeah, I, I I try not to look at Haiti because there are way too many dark people there. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, it's a pretty hard country to look at. Um, I, you know, I don't have the same ideological problem, but um, the, the dysfunction and uh, and and the, the sort of cyclical violence and poverty it makes. That makes it hard for me to look at, um, you know, and it's certainly exacerbated by the fact that um, on a television screen, when it is all, you know, people of a darker pigment, um, it, it, it does in the subconscious sort of uh, um, um, build on that sense of chaos. And uh, and and just absolute sort of um, breakdown, um, you know. And it's—I mean, what it like? What the fuck is that? Where a government can't forgive a nation? Blank comment. Well, well, the thing about Haiti is they were the first nation to not ask for freedom they actually fought for it and they killed the French and they kicked their ass out and none of the colonial powers will ever forget that or ever forgive them they'll never cut Haiti any deals because they kicked Whitey out and that's never going to change I mean they're on their own you know they're on their own for good, basically. Nobody's really going to help them. I mean, everybody made such a big shit about slick Willie Clinton going down there with his big deal for recovery. And then five years later, we found out that all the money went to setting up sweatshops so multinational clothing companies could make a fucking killing. They call that relief. They call that assistance. You know, I mean, Haiti's been fighting uphill ever since they kicked the French out and that's over a hundred years ago and they yeah. really haven't gone anywhere no I, I mean the western powers have, have put it right to the neck like you know since that insurrection and since that rebellion like there has been uh, no mercy um, no uh, you're not news you're not news would like to let everyone know that uh, 
yesterday we had our official uh, the day we white back, and uh, we will establish in Haiti uh, coming up next month an official day of uh, the day we white back, and um, we will make sure that the white man is infiltrated back into Haiti. Thank you. Are you sure you want to do that? It's a quagmire. You got to send the homeless somewhere. I nominate Commander X to be president of Haiti. That is actually a really good fit. I'm not even... Uh, I think so. We actually just interviewed him for the Leader of Anonymous. Uh, He had us hooked. um, He had us hooked until uh, he took a drug test and it revealed that he was... uh, Heavily intoxicated. Uh, he was full of prescription pills. Ah, uh, dude. And uh, he smelled a little funny, so he has been disqualified. I just want to clarify here. I just want to clarify. We are talking about Commander X and not Jackal. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, Glenn, you that's, and that's funny because we're about to interview him. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, so when I when no, I first got on on the scene, Jackal ran Yan almost exclusively. Um, and, Look and, where it got right, him! Right, right, right. <laughs> but I mean, he's a douchebag, dude. Um, and if anybody ever wants to ask me about my problems with Jackal, you're free to. Um, but uh, and. I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm so boggled how anybody in their right mind would send that man money. Well, it was, it was a firestorm. I mean, when they started that fundraiser, they wanted $2,000. That's what they asked for. Yeah. And they got, they got, they got $2,000 in an hour. I mean, when you've got a million follower Twitter account, it's not going to take you long to come up with two grand. Now, if ninety-eight percent of socks, right? Well, I mean, if they would have had any balls, they would have let it get to me even five grand. They would have said, "Okay, we're closing the WePay. We've got what we asked for. Thank you." But no, but no, they let it keep going and they let it keep going. And then they got to twenty grand, and then Jackal himself says, "Well, we're going to give twenty percent of whatever we collect to Free Anons." And that only increased it faster after that. And what did Free Anons get? Sweet fuck all. Yeah, that is. So, you know? See, there, that's where sort of my conflict comes up, because I support Free Anons. Fuck yeah, I do, you know? Um, I, you know, I support Worth. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the fuck that means, but... I don't want cats in jail for too long for doing something that uh, people who rape other people don't get that time for. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting that, that that conflict does come up in me, like with all the, the new sort of, you know, the modes, like, Boxing, fucking everybody, and their grandmother, and everything. Um, I don't know. It's an inner conflict. I just wanted to mention. 
Well, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep with the spirit of what everybody else is doing. I'm not going to say more than I should either. But, I mean, the whole thing that Jackal made that account is bullshit. Plain and simple, yep. it's bullshit, you know? Yep, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who know that, but you know, since we're in the week of non-disclosure agreements and everything else, I'm not going to go off about it because it's not I don't have the place to come out and say those things. There are a lot better people than me who could do it if they want to. But I mean, the whole the whole thing it built so fast, and so many things happened in 2011 and into 2012. And it was something that entire generations had never seen before. And it was special. But it crashed like a fucking plane into the 9-11 towers. And, but, but Jackal survived. You know, but Jack, you know, none must did 9-11, depends who you ask. So... Jackal survived. No, them too. Jackal survived, and I mean, there's been lots of stories about what happened to that money. Why it takes ten months to get somebody a T-shirt, I couldn't tell you offhand. And I mean, they've they've just derailed the whole fucking thing, especially in North America, because right. as far as I can tell, Australia has it together a lot tighter with the original idea of what Anonymous is. Europe has it together. Southeast Asia definitely has it together. Uh, Brazil has it together. But yet the U.S., like everything else, insists that they're the leader of the free world in everything, and they are the biggest fucking mess for Anonymous. So Exactly. exactly. I think you do make a great point, Glenn. Like, international Anonymous, you know, those, you know... I, they still go hard as fuck, dude. Down in Brazil, um, you know, Malaysia, I, I, Thailand, Germany. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we take we take very we take very large pride in uh, going hard in the paint. Thank you. <laughs> oh, um, oh, our final looks like our final decision has been made. Uh, it looks like some hard campaigning by a lot of candidates to take over as the leader of Anonymous, um, despite uh, his attempts and uh, succeeding in these attempts to raise quite a bit of money with a we pay for his campaign. Uh, Jack Anonymous failed to get into that top position. Uh, here at Your Anon News, we are very proud to uh, announce the new leader of Anonymous, Starting his 30-minute probation period, the jester. <laughs> Welcome, Thomas Ryan. Give me a quick update. So this is like literally going on. Was was Jackal really just bidding for anonymous news? <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Like with a lawyer, like back and forth. Yes, he was. He offered. He offered me. Uh, he offered me uh, two and a half Bitcoin and half a bag of uh, whatever sticky icky is. And uh, unfortunately, he did not make the cut. Um, but we are happy to announce that the jester has made the cut with bribes of pro pillows and uh, stickers. 
from his store, and we are happy to announce that he is the leader of Anonymous. <coughs> Thank you. Yo, Hooray! Uh, for 30 the minutes. League, the Russell League onesie, man. <laughs> You've got to get that going, man. I want a pink one. With oh, extra um, one more thing. In a crisis. Alex, uh, what's up, man? I guess we are a Twitter couple. Um, so far, it's just 10% of uh, a wonderful match. That is the dumbest fucking app I've ever seen. <laughs> is, it, is, is this an app that, that has some sort of uh, uh, shallow algorithm that like matches people up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's for... Excellent. We're only it's, 10%, Alec? I'm heartbroken. What the fuck? That app sucks. All right, you know what? We're going to get 90% next Valentine's Day, dude. Word. I'm well, if you're going dry, you'd probably get like 70. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I saw, I, I saw somebody tweet something about that uh, earlier. Man, apps, apps are crazy, right? They reiterate into websites now. Somebody explain that to me, please. That's all apps do. Well, that's that's the way you go, you can count your traffic, and that's the way you can try and sell advertising on it. You gotta have a fucking web page. That's all Bingo. it's about. That's right. All I did was apps were just a rebranding of uh, of at first sort of software, and now they're just a rebranding of fucking links. It's crazy. Is it is it weird to see the jester tweeting "Stay frosty" and expect us? It's so weird. Dude, that guy is a walking contradiction, man. He has no idea what the hell is going on in his head. He's a fucking fed. Fed, 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 fed. fed. Uh, we ask we ask that you assist and des- uh, cease and desist of uh, any talk of. Uh, defamation towards your non-news or anonymous the brand as trademarked by yours truly um, that is false that is false advertising that is slander and we will take you to court with our little Jewish gay lawyer and uh, we will win thank you I've heard this you'll win before man you don't scare me since I am a leader emeritus I have status against you suing me you should have read the agreement a little better um, I'm pretty sure that Sue Basco wrote that up so everyone could understand it. Thank you. <laughs> if Basco wrote it, it's not worth putting a cocktail on top of it. Uh, Basco and cock in the same sentence, that will get you another cease and desist. Well, then she shouldn't have sent me that dick pic of her. Uh, that is that is slanderous. Everyone knows she's a lesbian. <laughs> My internet sucks right now. Huh. <sighs> I blame the Jews. Yeah, I do too. They all seed my freaking internet. What's this I see in the chat here? Uh, Spiko's mother is going in for surgery tomorrow. Well, we wish her all the best, Spiko. I hope everything turns out just fine. Yes, we do. Spyco is a very good friend of ours, and um, hopefully she gets through it all right. And all the love to you, Spyco, and your mother. 
Oh, yeah, Naga. Oh, yeah, like via Android app. Oh, man. Look at that. She's going to have her tits cut off. Not trolling. He's not trolling either. Is it? Yeah, I'm gonna have to as as the as the CEO of Anonymous. Um, I'm gonna go uh, op fake tits to get your mom a new set of tits after she's done. Uh, I'll make sure to start up a WePay. I will get that taken care of. I will donate 20% uh, to my hand when they're on her body, and uh, I I promise to make that happen. If there's a if there's any money left after Emmy gets through second year of medical school. You know, this may be heresy in a community as oriented toward tradition as this one seems to be. But, and the generally pleasant position to take is that everybody has a piece of the action. You know, the Hasids know something, the Buddhists know something, the Book of Mormon, there's something there. The mushroom was incredibly ungenerous on this point. It said nobody knows jack shit about what is going on. So it is for you with your body as laboratory and your mind as worker in that laboratory to find the way to reflux the alchemical gold. The only experience which counts is your own experience. Everything else is somehow handed down through social structures and political structures. It's irrelevant. If flying saucers were to land on the south lawn of the White House tomorrow, it would not matter to you as much as smoking DMT would if you did that tonight. Because that's your experience, your conviction, you see. And I believe that uh, the rebirth of paganism, the rebirth of archaism, the rebirth of psychedelic shamanism is coming (laughs) at this moment because we are going to be involved in a historical meltdown, which will be the equivalent of a species-deep shamanic crisis, in which, as a collectivity, we are going to have to make the journey to the well of worlds and recover and cleanse the collective soul of humanity. We have lost touch with our moral compass because we have lost touch with the Gaian mind. And this is not a metaphor. If you, if, if you take these neurotransmitters, these exopheromones that connect you up with the natural environment, the Gaian intent becomes known. It's an act of feeling. If we could feel what we are doing, we would stop doing it. But we live in a realm of abstraction, excuses, incredible wealth, Incredible levels of pampering and softness lie between us, the upper 5% of the intellectual and uh, material elite on the planet, and the problems. I mean, how many of us have been to Bosnia or Rwanda or Somalia? These things are only images on a dehumanizing screen. If we could feel what we are doing, we would awaken 
to the mystery of each other and to the mystery of the historical process of recovering what was lost. We don't need this material civilization. We don't need five billion people on this planet. We have to think very, very radically. Boy, Dana Carvey really, really knocked out of the park with the church lady, didn't he? <laughs> well, isn't that special with the five billion people and all the money and all the food, all the lacking and the homeless and the Haiti and the black people? Absolutely crazy. I have something well, to say. I have something to say. Rob Ford. Ugh. Yes. DMT crack. Rob Ford. Yes. Oh. Jesus Christ. All right. Yornan News has to let Jester go. He just tangled down yornannews.com. These people are never going to fucking learn. Don't they realize they're part of the solution now instead of part of the problem? Jesus Christ. All right. Fuck it. The new leader, the supreme leader of Anonymous for the rest of all time is... Please see the air forward. Please see the air forward. Please see the air forward. Drum roll, please. Hey there. Like Roseanne Barr. I reinstated the. Oh. No, 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 no white. Just a freeze. No B plus. Spyco, what's up, man? Hello. Sorry, I was uh, taking a hearty sip of my uh, Glen Fittich. My God, that stuff is like mother's milk. Um, Spike, welcome, brother. Good to have you. And uh, we've got about eight minutes left. We're cruising, just um, getting comfortable on this thing, talking in public. Uh, definitely give a big plug for uh, Revolution Radio Saturday Marathon. Um, look at uh, look at Rebels timeline for um, for the schedule of who's going to be on when, and then after he posts it, we'll all post it. But uh, Porno Pup's going to be on. Um, Dalek and I are going to be on. Rebels going to be on. Joe um, uh, Pritch. Joe Pritch. Joe Pritch is going to be on. Uh, Tears show is going to be on, which is awesome. Joe Pritch's show is always awesome. Um, it's going to be a hoot. So uh, be for all all three of you who aren't going to be on the show, fucking tune in. Um, Hell yeah, dude. It's going to be good. And, uh, and you know, and Rebel's building something here, and uh, I think it's worth paying attention to. And I salute him. Um, Spyco, you you are following my wife's school on Twitter, That's which um, <laughs> is, best, is one of the best things happened to me all week. Um, apparently, I, I tweeted a uh, Terrence McKenna video um, at you um, while I was taking a shit and I was on my wife's uh, iPod, and 
Well, in before school. he found nude. Here we go. Continue. <laughs> and, but it's a super school. It's a super cool school, and uh, you know, and I, you know what? I think it's awesome. She was like, "Is this one of your friends who's following me?" Because um, all the text is all different, and it, I'm not sure if it's English. And I was like, "Let me see that thing." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's Fico. Yeah, he's all good." I think she favorited you to your retweet, but um, you know what? That's that's an awesome thing, and uh, I think you do. I think you follow her. I think you already do. Nah, I'm, yeah, I'm totally legit. I think uh, I've met enough people on here, um, you know, who know I'm legit. But uh, all right, we're winding down here, and uh, I appreciate you guys all indulging me. Part of this exercise was. I'd like to get as comfortable as possible um, talking like this before Saturday. So this is part of the, this process. Um, and uh, we talked about some cool shit. Glenn, um, you, your words pretty much match exactly what I had in my mind, which is always, uh, which is always a pleasant experience. And I'm not sure if you're still there, but uh, man, oh, yeah. Glenn knows, right on. Glenn knows his shit. Um, Rebel knows his shit. It's, uh, it's a good crew. Um, one last thing about Venezuela that Glenn brought up. Uh, it, that, uh, South America is so ripe to reject um, completely um, sort of the yoke of, uh, uh, of the days of the banana fruit company um, and sort of that whole banana republic image and if any country gets you know gets rolling in South America it could certainly uh, it could certainly snowball into something significant uh, you know Brazil is ready to pop um, and they must be happy in Argentina up on the uh, the gauchos right like eating good meat you know living like cowboys, you don't hear too much from Argentina. Um, You're not supposed to. Argentina's had some pretty wicked... They've had some pretty wicked inflation. uh, Allende-type regime down there, just nastiness? Is that why we don't hear anything? Argentina's been put through some pretty wicked inflation the last year. And it's been pretty much external, people fucking with their uh, value of their currency. And they're being put under pressure, too. I mean, the reason that Brazil was able to stand up against the NSA and the spying that the Canadians did against their businesses is because they belong to BRIC. Brazil, Russia, India, China. I mean, they're, they're their own separate little group now, and they can't be fucked with like the rest of oh. them can. No, they really can't be. You know, and that's a threat. That's a threat to the order. So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, you talk about Venezuela. How many people, uh, Rebel, do you ever buy gas from Sitco? I try not to. I try to get it from American uh, gas station. Okay, there you go. You know. How many people in the U.S. don't know who owns Sitco? Chavez. You Chavez. got it. <laughs> you know, a few years ago, Chavez actually 
supplied all the heating oil for the subsidy program in New England, or a portion of it. I shouldn't say all, but a portion of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a slap in the face to, at the time it was Bush. Um, you know, one of the most, one of the most uh, amazing things that, that I've witnessed in contemporary society and was the uh, coup um, on, uh, on Chavez that he then uncooed. Um, that was a pretty remarkable. Well, we got 90 seconds. Um, we're winding down. But that was, that was like a pretty remarkable uh, movement, um, you know, by Chavez. And, uh, yo, Chavez is, is, is not a good person. Um, he has plenty of blood on his hands, um, you know, more than I'm comfortable with. But as far as like a, a sort of rebuke of, um, of, a, uh, of an intention by an out. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty boss. Um, Saturday marathon, Revolution Radio. Tune in. We're all going to be prime. It's going to be a hoot, Rebel. I can't thank you enough. And uh, have a great night. Be easy and uh, and think good thoughts. And Rebel, keep having fun with that Yan shit, man. Because That's right. It, and listen to the BTR marathon, and we'll fucking fly planes into your houses. Woo. <laughs> Good show, guys. I, I Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Alex, let's work on that 10%, bro. Come on, man. Yo, All right, Rebel, thanks, brother. Um, Much that respect. was hell of a show, dude. It, a quick uh, shout-out to the uh, um, Ashons. Thank you so much. Um, Spico, of course, man. You, thanks for tuning in at the last. Um, awesome to have you, and I think that's about all we had. But uh, thanks for the practice, guys, and uh, and indulging me. And great talk. Peace. See you later. Oh wait, are we gonna still kind of? Are we still on after hours? Yeah, we can we can be on after hours. All right. So did the no. show end on did the show end on the web? Um, I think we have fifteen seconds. Oh, I see. Well, we'll see if BTR gives you overtime then. All right, oh, here yeah. it is. Yeah, four, three, two, one. Sorry, I'm jumping between pages. Glenn, you're an electrician. You know, yep. uh, it doesn't surprise me. I'm a cook. I work with my hands. We have a lot of, a lot of overlapping views. You know, I read your tweet. It's interesting. Um, no, I've been a union man for 30 years, and uh, I have, I, I'm what they call a master electrician here, yeah. which means I'm one step down from an engineer. I can, like, we, a master electrician can do stuff that an engineer can't do. Like, an engineer designs stuff, makes the, the prints, makes the specification, and then they have a stamp. So they're legally stuck to that specification, you know, that job they created. But when it comes time to get the power turned on or off, an engineer can't do that. A master electrician does that. When it comes time to 
pull the permit to actually do the work, the engineer doesn't do that. The master electrician does that. You know? So, I mean... I do. I've got got a pretty shitty view of the categories of people like engineers because the only electrical engineers I've ever met that are worth a fuck are the guys who became journeyman electricians first and then went to university because if you do that, you get a year knocked off the program. It's a three-year, not a four-year deal. And those are the only guys... Those are the only guys I've ever come across that are any fucking good at their job. Because all these little quimbies that become engineers, they've never gotten dirty in their lives. They have no idea how anything actually works. Some of the shit they design, you think they've been taking acid with Timothy Leary. Like, how the fuck are we supposed to make this work? We're not. But, you know, they... (laughs) You know... They just they yeah. sit in their offices and dream stuff up and click their mouse and look through product catalogs. Oh, this would be cool. Let's put some of these in. And, you know, they just have no idea how shit actually works and how it fits together. Like, I can remember one time I told an engineer that electrons are not something you roll into a ball and throw across the ceiling. They don't fucking get there that way. You know? These guys yeah. just have no concept of the reality of things. And this is, this is through society. It's yeah, top yeah, down. That disconnect is, is, is like almost universal um, mm-hmm. between, you know, between the people in management and, and the people who actually put the fucking rubber to the road. You know, it's the yep. same in, in my business. Um, you know, the biggest nightmare, like a good line cook, I, um, can have is when uh, the, the chef or the owner um, comes on the line and uh, tries to uh, sort of interfere with the streamlined process that that line cook has come up with to get this food out at the time at which it needs to come out, um, you know, and and the executive chef or, or whomever, uh, whatever title they like to use, um, they have no concept of, of uh, you know, what it takes to put the dish that they conceptualized and designed, um, how many steps it takes, you know, how many pans it takes, um, these are all like real life uh, factors you have to consider, um, you know, if, if you want to run a good restaurant. Um, you know, and I consult a bit, um, and it's incredible, like the lack of connection between um, the conceptual and design part of the process and the execution part of the process. Um, and you're right. I think I think that 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 scales up to government, to the World Bank, to the IMF, you know, all those organizations, those huge, you know, organizations have people on the ground who in their hearts have good intention, who want to make the world a better place. But the disconnect between 
them on the ground, the boots on the ground, and the people writing policy is such that it's just, you know, it's it's the block. It's you know, you're pissed in the wind. But uh, I can certainly empathize with with what you're saying in the electric, in, you know, in the electrician field. Um, you know, and quite frankly, I would hire an electrician over an engineer in a heartbeat. And and that goes. And that goes across the board, too. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, part of the game is that you can't do that. You have to have these people. Otherwise, you... you have that stamp. Yeah, you have to have the stamp. Or you have to have this person to sign this piece of paper. Or, you know, it's... You know, they run the show, and they make sure that you can't cut them out of the picture. And right. it worked, like you said, it works that way across the board, top down. I mean, another another example is a few years ago here where I live, they built nine schools in one year, and it was you know the government built them and whatever they were they were basically cookie cutter. Yeah. yeah. Two two general contractors got the nine schools. One got four of them, one got five of them. One general contractor was union, and all their superintendents were carpenters with 25 years plus experience. That's who ran the jobs. The other company was non-union, and they hired these little pimples who were not even 30 years old but they had a two-year piece of paper in construction management. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and these little fuckers were trying to tell 60 to 80 tradesmen on a site what they were going to do, when they were going to do it, and it better be done or else this or that. And it was a complete fucking circus. Just oh, a complete circus, you know? But then if you went to the other schools where the actual people with experience were running them, there were meetings, there were reviews. Can you do this if we do this first? And, you know, everybody talked and everybody got along and there was no problem. But yet these other companies, they hire these fucking punks who know nothing, but they have their piece of paper so they're qualified and they yeah, tell these no, fuckers, they're not. you know, no, and they tell not. these, they tell these fuckers that if you get it done this this far before completion date, and if you can squeeze the plumber for four percent, or if you can do this or you can do that, or oh, you're our fucking boy, we're gonna keep you. You're gonna go places, and these guys are dumb enough to fucking buy it, you know. These fucking yeah. kids, they buy it. And then when the end of the job comes, well, thanks, it's been nice working with you. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. You know? And with, with, no, with no protection afforded by, like, by belonging to a union. It's like, all right, great, thanks, yeah. fuck off. Well, no protection for anything because they're not e- they don't even have a ticket in anything. They have a fucking right. two-year piece of paper that says management, quote-unquote. Well, you just got right. fired for your management, so are you, I hope you're still paying for that two-year piece of paper as you've been fired. You know, it's 
It's ridiculous. It's they've hollowed out every piece of the puzzle they can to make more money for the people at the top. But yet everybody is who Harper, fills is these uh, mounting any sort of offense against unions in Canada. Oh, big time, big time. It's been going on yeah. for years. Oh yeah. fuck yeah. Oh yeah. And in on. That I go like, ahead. One one side yeah. one side of my brain, you know. I'm I'm so pro union, like it's so it makes such sense to me. Um, but then but then but then the arithmetic, at least in the United States, it's hard to reconcile the the numbers, you know, um, of of how realistically unions are going to be taken care of from a fiduciary standpoint, like that arithmetic doesn't add up, right? Um, not at all, dude, not at all. But yet at the same time, I'm, I'm a huge believer in, work, in, 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 the, right, in the rights of workers, um, you know, so, 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 what's, so where do we go? Like, what's the, uh, you know, what's the new plan? If something's not sustainable, um, and I don't like that word because it's kind of a, you know, a buzzword, but if something is, if something, if the money's going to run out, before, you know, a decade to support like this, the, the you know the construct of the union system, um, then to just ignore the problem doesn't help anybody. So how do we fix it? And well, I know that's a broad. I know that's a broad question, but well, the. The thing is, it never used to be that way. I mean, you look back to what supposedly is the golden generation. After the Second World War, Eisenhower was in. I mean, the, the economy never exploded like that before or since. And you look back at those times, and that's when the middle class was established. And union membership in the U.S. was like 65 70%. And everybody still made money. The government was not trillions of dollars in debt. Right. Everything, wor- everything worked just fine. Okay. It's just that the, pe- the people at the top just wanted more. Okay. And, I mean, that's been going on since the 70s now. The people at the top want more. It's just like this shit about we have an obligation to our shareholders. Who right. the fuck are these people? There are people with money that put it into a market and they get back a piece of paper. Now, they are supposed owners of this corporation. What do they do for it? Fuck all. Not a thing. Fuck all. We, know, we both know that, that like, that's simply a default for a corporation to hide behind. Like, hey... We have hey, we're beholden to our to you know to our board and our shareholders, and if 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 we don't uh, act and behave in a way that clearly, clearly and without question um, illustrates that we're, we're going after profit and um, and nothing is standing in that in the way of that, um, 
like that's that is such a bullshit excuse, you know. It, it's such a it's such a a convoluted justification for CEO greed. Yeah, you know, definitely, and it's but, it's not just the CEOs either because. The reason, the only way it's gotten this way, is because government has enabled it, and government yeah. enables it because members of government vote for it. Members of government vote for it because they're lobbied, and they're lobbied yeah. with all that money that's being stolen from the workers. It's just a vicious you know, little fucking circle. Glenn, when you were born, less than five percent of people who served their government, and I'm not sure about the stats for Canada, but this is in the United States, um, made less than $200,000 a year, and that, um, that is prorated for inflation. And now, I think like 70% of people who serve in Congress, the Senate, are millionaires. So the, yeah. the moat behind becoming part of uh, our political construct has gone from serving the public um, to becoming wealthy or augmenting your wealth through, uh, you know, connections and then, you know, insider trading and insider dealings and what have you. Um, And and here's one thing. I mean, it's not when the politician's career starts. It's when it's ending that they become millionaires. So it's kind of crazy. But they they established... Dalek, you make a great point. But they established those ties and those connections while they're in, you know, while they're in in office. Um, And and that's where, uh, you know, the wheel gets greased. Um, mm-hmm, definitely, and and that's where you know when politicians on their last uh, year or two in in office, and they've decided that they're not going to run again, or or they're not eligible to run again. Yeah, they go to fucking you know the most relevant lobbying firm um, that 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 fits them, um, and uh, they say, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw you this bone. You know what? You're gonna give me a job for five years after I retire, after I end my term, and you know that's nepotism, um, and that's a hard cycle to break. It's hard to stick a fucking spoke, you know, a, a stick in the spokes of that wheel, um, because it's very hard to find an entrance point, um, you know, because the system is so closed and. What's, I think what one thing that, that uh, causes me anxiety is that the system is becoming more closed, not not more open, you know. Oh, definitely. I mean, this whole, this whole story of the American dream, this upward mobility, it doesn't exist anymore. There was a time it did. You know, there was a time it did, but... Not anymore. I mean, there's just, it doesn't happen. And I think another problem that you guys have got down there is with the House of Representatives' two-year terms. That means the campaigning and the, and the fundraising never stops. 
it Dude, just never so fucking stops. You know, never. it never stops. And, and you wonder why the House gets fuck all done. It's because the day after they're elected, they're lining up money for two years down the road. They don't have time to actually sit there and be a legislator. I got to make sure I don't lose this fucking job. I got to get back it. out there. You know, it's, it's, it's insane. It's fucking it's insane. insane. And, and, you know, I, it's a chicken and the egg sort of thing because did, did the politicians create that, that, that sort of uh, immediate urgency or has, yep. has collective sort of attention span created it where the day after they're elected, I mean, it's not our political cycle, uh, you know, it mimics the 24-hour news cycle. Like, it's just getting shorter and shorter and shorter, man. Yeah, I mean, but then on the other hand, the Senate has six-year terms, and the president is four. Like, what the fuck? Dude, you're Canadian. You know? do, you know that, do you know that less than 1% of people in this country even know the House term versus the Senate term? Well, that's our big problem. That's the part of it right there. Like, you know it. You know, you know. Like, that's 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 an offset ratio. Like, that ratio right there, two versus six, that's a guarantee for for never achieving any sort of equilibrium or any sort of stability um, from which, like, true um, camaraderie, or that's the wrong word, but true bipartisanship, you know, can come about. Um, and, no, and, you know, people in this country have no fucking idea that they vote for one guy on, this, on the same ballot for two years and, and another guy for six. They don't know. Yeah. And yeah. that's elementary it's, shit, man. Yeah, it's insane. But, I mean, again, this goes back to the 70s. This is when the school curriculums all started getting fucked over. And, I mean, even up here, when I went, I had this discussion last night with somebody in the area here where I live. And when I went to school in grade 7 was the first time we learned about government. And then we covered it again in high school. And it was part of everybody's curriculum. Everybody learned it. Now in the schools here, they teach none of it in junior high. And then in high school, it's an option. So if you want to go through 12 years of school with finding out how the parliament runs in Canada how the provincial legislatures run in Canada, you can do it. And it's not an issue. No problem. You know, if, if you want to be stupid, hey, we got, a, we, got a pro, we got a program for that. We'll help you out. Yeah. And, As you know, yeah, As oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. The program is, is the path of least resistance. And, yeah. and that's ensured, you know, by by the administrations of schools that that if you want to absorb the least knowledge while you're here, we have a path for you. No worries. You know, you'll graduate. You're not going to learn anything. 
but you can go put a fucking widget together somewhere. Um, and the, and and to seek out the other path, right, where you're challenged and, and you learn to think analytically and critically and in a linear fashion, you have to be like an exceptional type of youngster to, to seek that path out, at least in, from what from what I can um, glean from from schools this day, you know, today. Like, you'll be encouraged to take the path of least resistance as opposed to be encouraged to take the AP classes or to go ahead and, and, and take that extra high school history class, you know. And the other issue, especially down there, something that's not as widespread up here, but they're trying, is... If your family's rich, you're not going to public school anyway. You're going somewhere where you learn a lot more than the kids at public do because your family has money. You're going to get a better opportunity. Your dad may have a business that he wants you to take over, and he doesn't want an idiot that went through the public system taking over his business. So... We have a program for that, too, but it costs money. So, yeah. you know, those that belong get in. Everybody else can fuck themselves. You know, I and, mean, I mean, just the and issue. And that, the, that, that sort of paradigm of nepotism um, goes unabated in this country as well. You know, completely. Um, you know, it... If you're white and wealthy, forget about it. You don't have much to worry about, you know? Put it yeah. on cruise control. Don't get arrested yeah. more than three times. But, you know, that's, that's like the parental instructions for the wealthy. Well, I All mean, right, I got to this... turn it in. I got to get up, get up for work. God damn. <laughs> but uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I got one more short little thing to say. Now, okay. you, remember the, you remember the Coke commercial for the Super Bowl with uh, America the Beautiful in different languages? Yes. yes. And all the, fuck, all the Tea Party freaks were getting so wound up and all that shit. Yes. Okay, now, Michelle Bachman, the poster woman for batshit crazy politics. On February 3rd, on Fox News, she actually said this. If English was good enough for Jesus when he wrote the Bible, it should be good enough for Coke. And this is somebody elected to your federal government. Like, I know, man. I, I, we have more fundamentalist, fundamentalist Christians in, in our government than there are jihadis in the Afghan, Pakistan, name it. Man. Iran, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I we, we have Mahdi's, just like Iran yep. does. We totally but the thing do. is, the thing is, though, this crackpot wants to pass herself off as a Christian and says, when Jesus wrote the Bible, like, holy fuck. 
Dude, I am that so is... right there with you. It that's all I say when I see like I the only politician I can really honestly say and I'm biased of course, but that when I when I do see them on television speaking publicly, first of all I think it's a Monty Python sketch. That's my immediate <laughs> like reaction. I'm like, this is a sketch, this is a gap. And then, um, you know, my mind kind of, kind of just becomes blank. Um, and it's the re- the rhetoric. Um, you know, I wish I was that. Um, it's kind of it's kind of what I'm getting at. Like I'm, you know. But what I was getting at was Bernie Sanders from Vermont. A little, a little biased because I'm a Vermonter, but Bernie Sanders is is uh, actually a pretty good guy. Um, yes, he, I agree. I agree. He, uh, you know, he he is a uh, declared socialist, um, um, but he's also an egalitarian. And right now, he is the old, he's calling people out by name. Um, you know, for the NSA thing. Um, yeah. And uh, that's unprecedented in in my lifetime observing American politics. Um, he's going hard right now. And, uh, you know, I don't believe in God. Well, Bernie, but... Bernie's not running for re-election this year either, is he? No, he's not. But this might be a move to the – he might be – he might make a move to the White House. I hope. Oh, he does. you think any? You think any money's going to support him on the Democrat ticket? There's no way. Not, not after this. Not after this unabashed assault, which I totally support that he's making. No, I don't. I think you're 100 yeah. percent right. No, I like uh, I like Barney Sanders. He's always been a good man. He's always had the right idea. And uh, the other one, she ain't perfect, but considering what you have to select from, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Warren is a very sensible woman. Um, and, you know, I she, totally she's, yeah, she's, she came from a working family. She worked her way through Harvard and everything else. She's accomplished everything that half these fuckers say they accomplished. She's actually done it. Right on. And she's smart. I mean, man, that woman is bright. Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Elizabeth Warren. You know, instead of we we put women like Hillary Clinton up. And I wouldn't. uh, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm as close as you get to a feminist when you're a male. You know, essentially, like, part of my ethos is that we've, we've completely abandoned the feminine. Um, and I mean that in sort of like an energy sense. And because of that um, and, and that rejection of the feminine, we find ourselves in a perpetual state of war and conflict and uh, aggression. Um, but when you put uh, women like Hillary Clinton, who all they do is mimic 
the behavior of um, what we categorize as alpha males, um, that's a grotesque um, um, misrepresentation of like true of like true powerful women, you know, um, like you said, like Elizabeth Warren. Um, and there yeah. is a new, there is a new school um, of of women coming up, specifically under the Obama administration, who um, who who consider Hillary Clinton a mentor um, and and sort of an example to strive for, uh, like Samantha Power, um, sort of like this. Uh, amalgamation of, of like a tiger mom and uh um you know like a butch lesbian like you know wow that sorry that got a little out yeah, but, but but you know what I'm getting at. It's like the wrong role models are out there. Yeah, but it's just it's just a mask. I mean there's no difference between Hillary and and W at the end of the day. They're both right, for sale. Right. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I agree 100%. Yeah. They're both for sale. Yeah. They're both going to do what's right for the imperialist corporate world. And however they present themselves is just how they present themselves. I mean, they're no different. It's just same shit, different pile, you know? I mean, at the time when Bill Clinton was in, yeah, things improved and this and that, and there was a little bit of harmony and things seemed to get done more. But at the end of the day, it was Clinton who opened up the casinos for Wall Street. It was Clinton. Oh, hell, yeah. you know, you know. I mean, this is Clinton the pro- had, this is the problem. Clinton had the <clears throat> unique ad- advantage of 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 coming into office on a, uh, on like a high note that had nothing to do with him, you know, I don't know what it had to do with, it had to do with maybe he fucking the moon, for all I care, you know, and he wrote it, and he kicked shit down the road, and he covered up fucking sin with volume, and, uh, and, and, and now we, we, you know, we reap what he sowed. No question, brother. Yeah. Glenn, you're 100 percent right. You know, yeah. savings and lo- savings and loans. You know that that structure right there is the precedent for you know for basically the Ponzi scheme that fucking keeps us in perpetual debt. It was yeah. busted because fucking they connected it to contra coke money. Um, yeah. Had they, you know, had they not, I mean, it's still the. I don't use banks. Um, that's a lie. I do. My family uses banks. I personally don't use banks. My 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 wife is far more traditional than I am, um, but she's still a a revolutionary at heart. She's just in the education field, that you have to have pretenses. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy the stuff that has been perpetrated on us and. Uh, and I'm as guilty as any. But um, so far, we just let it 
We just kind of let it pass. And we get just so distracted with work, you know, and 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 stress, dealing with our egos and 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 reconciling emotions, you know, with reality. That at the end of the day, it's really hard to fucking mount any sort of uh, any sort of fight. Uh, oh, that's by design. That's by design. Oh yeah. No question, but that that that's you know, but that doesn't mean we're not going to. Well, I know, but I mean, you know, I mean, up here in Canada, I mean, I just I have no idea anymore what it's going to take for people well, to guys, wake the fuck up. You guys, you know, have I just a, a population density issue for you know. I mean, this is just my. Uh, my perception, but there's not very many places in Canada where there's, um, you know, where there's like a, a critical mass of people. Um, I get there's enough, you know, um, but I know, I know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, sometimes shit, but, like we're not gonna wake I mean, up. We're not going to wake up, and you, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn inwards, you know, my land, and do that, and not worry about the rest. But I don't think that's really a viable option. Well, no, it's not. It's it's defeatist because I mean the world just doesn't work that way anymore. It is, and even. You know, and even if all the controls were removed that keep it that way, then what's left? People don't have the means or the knowledge to replace all those controls. You know? Like, I mean, they fucked this over good. They fucked this over really good. And, I mean, you talk about Canada. Well, it's the second biggest country in the world for landmass, but... The economy and the population is equal to California. Yeah. You know, so... That's pretty staggering. Well, I mean, that's that's the only reason I see that we haven't been fucked over harder sooner is because there's just not... There's not enough here to to get the attention, you know? Right. But now that we've got... Now that we've got our Republicans in power here, they're changing that as quickly as possible. And the shale, yeah. man. Shale. The shale fields you guys have. Oh, the tar sands, you mean? Yeah. The oh, I, I lived in the center of that area for over seven years. Oh, my God, man. I've, I've put in years in those oil sands plants. I know them inside out. I have a lot of things from there I'm not supposed to have. And wow. this is one of the biggest reasons that not too many people on Twitter want to argue with me about the oil sands. Because I've been there. And I've lived yeah. there. And I know exactly what the fuck's going on. What kind of ar- you know? argument did you mount for pro Well, even 10 years ago, even even 10 years ago, the way they were going about it. 
outside of affiliation with, you know, direct affiliation with an oil company. It's like, it's hard to, I, it's hard to find rationale unless you're profiting directly um, to pursue tar sand oil, right? Well, the way, even 10 years ago, the way they were going about it, it wasn't as crazy as it is now. I mean, if, if the rate of development was cut back to maybe a fifth of what it is now, it's manageable. And 10 years ago, there was really only two big plants up there. And then Shell showed up. And then ExxonMobil showed up. Yep. And then everybody showed up. And for a while, government was like, no, we're good. We're good for now. You know, you're next, but you're waiting. And what's happened in, since Harper has come in is all that shit is taken away. Now it's a free-for-all. Yeah. Get as much as you can, as quick as you can, which does nothing to help us in any way because all of a sudden they keep yelling and screaming that we're short X amount of skilled people. Well, that's not true either, but this is what they keep saying, and that's why there's all these temporary foreign workers in this country now. Meanwhile, right. unemployment, in, unemployment here is higher than it was in 2008 when the crash hit. Like, this government has done fuck, fuck all to fix anything, except... Like, those oil rigs, like, they do more than just degradate the environment. Like, they degradate, like, the whole community. Like, there's, oh, like... Definitely. People live in, the, live in their trucks for a season. Like, things become so transient that there's... That yep. the, in any sense of, like, permanent community is sort of dissolved. No, that's and that's by design, you know, because the people at the top, they're in the same place. They're going to their gated homes at night. Ain't no difference for them. They're making even more money. Fuck, this is great. Let's keep this up. We doubled production and I tripled my money. So let's double production again. Fuck, this is awesome. They never come up. They never go up there. They're never going to live there. They don't give a fuck. And this is the problem. And government lets them do it because it works for government too. Right. I mean, all this propaganda. Shocking. Like I imagine most of these, you know, oil execs, they have kids. They have grandkids. You know? Yeah, but they're never going to be anywhere near this shit. No, I. Well, right. True. True. But. Like, tar sands, you know, Toronto, Calgary, it's had such a huge impact on on the environment up there um, in such a short period of time that it, you know, and, and I hope is much different than reality, but it's like, you know, things can get, things can get like road warrior, pretty quick when uh, you're ruining water tables and uh, mm-hmm. you know and, and 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 like 
creating generational um, environmental hazard. Yep. And but I mean, that, if you, you know, Pop talked about maybe doing a show on Fukushima. Um, yeah. You know the sort of the the cognitive dissonance that's going on in Fukushima. It's hysterical. Uh, it's hysterical in one way, and it's absolutely terrifying in another. Um, if I slow down enough to think about it, it's fucking terrifying. You know. Um, well, I'm I'm off. I'm awfully glad I live on the east side of the Rockies. I'll tell you that. You goddamn straight. You know, we're talking about hot, hot particles. We're not talking about passive radiation. We're talking hot particles, little mini suns. That's what they yep. are. They're mini yep. fucking suns. And right now, if you live from about Portland, all the way down to San Diego, you're inhaling between one and two hot particles a day. And that's not conjecture. That's not speculation. That's not conspiracy. That is reality. And hot particles are little atomic fucking motors. And they're going to make you sick. And, And the cognitive dissonance you know, between the actuality and um, the presentation, um, it's cause for concern, you know? It's like, you talk about waking up. I, you know, Taj, like Taji, the, the co, um, I was really involved with, you know, trying to do something about that a few years ago. Um, and then Fukushima happened, and my sardonic sort of dark side was like, ain't that a bitch? Y'all going to die? <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, I remember in the 80s when Chernobyl happened, and there was just this fucking avalanche of condemnation on the Soviets. Like, holy fuck, man. What a bunch sure. of fucking idiots, you know? It, it, Holy it, fuck, it, it, how it, could they it, do it, this? Yeah. How could they do this? Oh, my God, how irresponsible. Right. Well, Chernob- Chernobyl's like a fucking tenth of Fukushima. And those are general electric reactors that were designed poorly from day fucking one. And I don't see no concrete sarcophagus around there. I don't see fuck all. They haven't even got the fucking fuel out yet. You know? We're in, I mean, just... We're in unprecedented territory with Fukushima. We have three... We have three cores that have melted through the concrete floors of their encasement and, yep. are, and are currently melting through the earth. Yep. Um... And and nobody nobody knows even people who you know tell the truth about Fukushima know where those cores are going to stop melting. I don't know where the fuck they're getting this footage from. Four, number four um, that they're showing on the mainstream media. Um, they've got these beautiful pristine 
green, lime green frames, and and all the walls are intact. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I watched uh, number four blow up. Um, no, you know, it's, probably watched, all, it's probably it's probably all archive footage. It's not even it fucking is. real. Or they're just down the road. There's another 120 miles south, or yeah, south of Fukushima. There's another. Um, there's like a sister plant, and and uh, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Obviously, didn't get crushed like Fukushima. And I, that's where I I think they are. I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing um, <clears throat> that the media can can think that they can show that nobody's going to be like, wait a second, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a live feed to Fukushima right now on from NHK, and I'm looking mm-hmm. at it, and I'm looking at reactor building number four. The thing has no walls. There's a bunch of gnarled, mangled fucking metal sticking out of something that looks maybe 20 feet off the ground. And that's a live feed. And now on my other screen, you're showing me a tour that are, of number four that apparently happened 24, maybe 72 hours ago. And you expect me to buy that, or maybe not me. And then the most shocking thing is 99% of the people do buy it. No problem, you know. I mentioned Fukushima, like, you know, around you know, the part of my life that my other foot is in, people have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. They look at yep. me cockpit. Like, you know, like, like uh, you know, like I'm Alex Jones or something. You know, and I'm like... I'm not, I know, it's I'm not, insane. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the Anunnaki and fucking the New World Order. I'm talking about the fact that we all watched a, a, a GE-designed nuclear power plant explode on live TV, and nobody believes it, you know? I mean, well, I, I'm, a, I'm an insomniac. I watched, I happened to be on, on, you know, some news channel when that, when the earthquake hit and then I was still on when that tsunami started to come in, the scale of it boggled my mind. Um, like, it was like trying to count grains of sand on a beach, man. When, like, when I saw that wave hit, come in and hit the airport and there was some sort of scale, right, where there were these 747s and terminals just like floating down the fucking runway. I was like, this is definitely the biggest natural disaster of my lifetime happening right now. And there's going to be huge things that happen because of this. And then Fukushima unfolds. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's... um, that's a big that's a big concern. That's something we all got to keep our eyes on. Um, and I'm not trying to be alarmist, you know. Um, Glenn, no, you it's factual, are, man. It it's is factual. factual. I mean, 
And, and I think the problem is I, to worry about it, but that's not the way my brain operates so much. Well, you know what I mean? The prob- yeah, the problem is that this 98% of the fucking population doesn't want to know the truth because right. there's no answer. Right. And that's that's not good. That doesn't give me happy feels. So not we don't want to know that. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to know that because that's not cool. It's going to be harder for me to go spend money I don't have if I know that caribou and shit in Alaska are turning up dead with huge open sores on them, but yet it's not radiation, you know, and entire schools of fish are turning up in the ocean floating dead with their skin burst open and these fucking lesions all over them, but it's not radiation. You know, I mean, people, it's, it's almost like, uh, like the movie. You can't handle the truth, you know, right. and it's true. It's true. It is people. True. And I mean, I, and you know, I have, like, and I, and I have direct examples like, you know, my, my sister who is, she and I are super close. You know, she has two beautiful kids, you know, like pretty much kind of the classic American um, uh, life, you know. And I'm, I'm not a pusher of ideology. That's, that's not my job, you know what I mean? Like, I don't push my yep. shit. But just observing and, and being with her, you know, and, and watching, um and there have been a, a couple of times up late at night where I'm, where where she has said point blank, I don't want to know, I don't want to know, because what am I going to do? I have two kids, you know. Um, and at what point are we going to tr- you know transition from this stage of analyzing? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.